Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our services this evening. For those that may be watching over stream online, there's nobody to run the duck blind, so I'm running the clicker and the sound up here myself, but I cannot change which screen they're seeing. So right now, if you're watching, you're only going to get the slides until the Devo, and then I'll run back there and you can see David for a little bit. <laughs> but until then, if I mess up, I'm doing a lot, so just bear with me. We'll have one song, uh, then Chris will have our uh, announcements, two more songs, and David will have our devotional this evening. Our first song this evening will be number 851, Blue Skies and Rainbows. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see. When my Lord is living in me, I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be alone since he promised me that. got some announcements that we need to cover tonight. We've, we're in need of several teachers uh, for our fall quarter. It starts on September 5th. So if you can teach the two-year-olds through the kindergarten grade on Sunday morning and Wednesday night, we'd love for you to sign up. We also have openings for first through second grade on Wednesday night and the third through the fifth grade on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. So good news is we have a lot of places for us to serve. <laughs> we just need people to sign up. Um, you can pick up your curriculum in the teacher's resource room and see David if you've got any questions. Uh, we extend our sympathy to the Jordan family at the passing of Marvin's cousin, Lee Jordan. Uh, remember that family in your prayers at this time. Uh, Alan Payne got to go home uh, after being readmitted to the hospital again for pancreatitis on Sunday. Uh, he's been home for a couple days now. 
Wanda Allen, this is uh, Sherry Pittman's mom. She remains at St. Mary's. She's off the vent now, though, and she's improving, so that's good news. Uh, continue to keep Kelly Williams in your prayers. She saw doctors today in Columbus, uh, so pray, be praying for uh, the best results possible there. Uh, Marvin McAllister's sister, Carolee, is uh, still at St. Mary's fighting COVID, but she is showing signs of improvement, so that is good news as well. Uh, my stepdad, his name's Wayne Townsend. Uh, I think they're going to send him home on a hospice is the plan now, so uh, just be, be in prayer for, for my mom and our family. Um, also, for the city I grew up in in Waverly, that you are aware that they got hit by that massive uh, wave and flood a couple uh, days ago, and so they're still struggling with that. The church has been able to set up, uh, has been able to become uh, the focus of the recovery effort in that community, though. So that's that's really really good news. Um, so just continue praying for them. Uh, Stephanie Chester, this is Katie Berkey's mom. She has double pneumonia and COVID, uh, so keep her in your prayers too. She's she's struggling right now. Uh, so continue to keep Kristen Ward, Rusty Leap, Hank, Randy Ash, Steve Ware, Dennis Haney, Tracy Hamrick, and others battling cancer at this time in your prayers. And be sure to pick up a bulletin sheet uh, for our prayer list and continue to remember all of our shut-ins and many others that are facing health problems right now. It's just a tough time for everybody. Um, but try to give them a call or send them a note of encouragement. Tonight, David's got the Devo, and uh, Jason uh, Stevens will be wording the closing prayer. Uh, let's pray, and then we'll get back into our song service. Father, we are grateful for your love for us. We are thankful to be able to come to you in prayer, Father, humbled to be called your children. We pray that tonight as we study your word, that we'll dive deep into what you would have for us to understand, Father, and that we can take principles and concepts from your word that will be able to be applied to our life and that we can shed light to uh, our community father that we can bring people to you that we can grow in our own faith father continue to work in us and through us to to be a light to this community we pray that you give us peace and, and comfort and, and all the things that are necessary for um, that light to be shown to to darkness father we pray that uh, our hearts will be uplifted towards you tonight as we sing and as we listen to uh, your word being shared with us, Father, that will uh, open up our hearts and that uh, the, the things that will be shared with us will uh, be able to sink deep down inside of us, that we can take those things and, and learn from them and, and, and apply your word in powerful ways that change our lives, Father. Just continue to watch over us, be with us, Father, in the midst of our grief and our pain. Continue to watch over us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next song this evening will be number 977. 977, the battle belongs to the Lord. I almost just put this up as my pitch pipe. That's not... The... <laughs>
our song before the lesson this evening. It's number 583. Sing to me of heaven. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. seated. Our song of invitation will be number 255. 255, I am resolved. Good evening, church family. If we'll turn your Bibles to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter two verse nine. And it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of its own possessions, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when you read that verse, what do you get? What comes to your mind? What he's saying here is that you are chosen by God. You are chosen by God to to a higher calling of priesthood. To be 
you are chosen to be the holy people, to be God's instrument to do the work and to speak for him. And also to tell others about the night and day difference he's made in your own life. Now, how do you respond, how do you respond to Peter's description of you here? Are you going out teaching others about Jesus? Or what he's done for you? Or are you not saying anything? Not giving God all the glory he so richly deserves? Usually during my lessons, I usually like to start off with a question. So here's my question to you this evening. Who was your favorite Bible teacher? Who was your favorite Bible teacher? It may be someone from years ago. It may be someone recently. It may be somebody now. But did that Bible teacher turn your dark room into light? Did that Bible teacher inspire you to become a Christian? Did that Bible teacher motivate you to tell others about Jesus? Or maybe that Bible teacher just helped you understand what God was saying when it might have been something you were struggling with during that time. Listen, I understand how hard it is to be a Bible teacher. I understand. I mean, I sit there and think of all those past Bible teachers that I've had in my life, and I'm sure you think the same things, and sit there and think, you know, that those are pretty big shoes to fill in our lives. I mean, it's kind of intimidating, isn't it, when you think about it? But we cannot let fear and intimidation stop us from teaching God's word. Let's go to our Bibles again and see what it says about teaching Bible class. In Psalm 71, 17 through 19, David here in Psalm 71, 19, I mean 17 through 18, David here, he's talking about his, when he was growing up and what it was like. In verse 17 of Psalms, it says, O God, from my youth you have taught me. I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even the old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to other generations, your power to all those who come. What David is saying here is that you taught me from a young child. You've taught me everything that I need to know. And I'm going out to the world to tell everybody on what you've done for me in my life. Until I'm old and gray-haired. God, don't leave me until I tell the rest of the world about you. It doesn't say, as soon as your hair starts turning gray, you stop teaching. No, it says you continue on the teach. 
in Psalm 78, verse 4. Psalm 78, verse 4. It says, we will not hide from, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generations the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and wonders that he has done. Now, during the Old Testament times, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a book to sit there and tell the Old Testament times. They had scrolls. And majority of the people during that time could not read. And I'm sure it was probably difficult to carry around a scroll. So what they relied on, they relied on telling stories. And these stories were passed down from generation to generation. You know, we kind of do the same thing in our own lives. You know, when you read to your, when your mom or dad read to you, what kind of stories did they read to you? I mean, was it Mother Goose? Was it fairy tales? Was it stories about home? Or maybe it was Bible stories. But we all have stories and traditions that are passed down from generation to generation. It's important that we continue on telling our children about God and his true word. In Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3, 20 through 21... It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout generations forever and ever. Amen. What does this promise in verse 20 mean what he's saying here is that God can do anything anything that you can think of more than you can ever imagine more than you could ever guess more than you could ever request in your wildest dreams he does it and he does it by not pushing us around but by working within us. And I love that verse 21. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You see, my point is this. Are we preparing our children are we preparing our children's children? Are we preparing them to study God's word and teach them the truth? We can't continue on building his church by sitting on our hands and doing nothing. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some involvement. We need to be excited about teaching these kids. We should be excited about telling them the stories and telling them stories what God has done for you. What an example you could make. What an impact you could make.
Someone did that for you. So why don't you do the same for our children? But now what about you? Are you prepared? Now I know I just talked about the church being prepared, but what about you? You may say, Dave, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What am I supposed to be prepared for? Let me ask you, were you prepared when COVID hit? You may say, David, no one was prepared when COVID hit. I mean, David, don't you remember the toilet paper issue, the crisis we had, everybody ran out of toilet paper? Don't you remember the Lysol outage? I mean, don't you remember those things happening and all the other things that went on? I'm not talking about the mentally, the physically, things are you prepared for. What I'm talking about, are you prepared spiritually? Were you prepared spiritually? You see, because, to be honest with you, I struggled spiritually. I struggled spiritually. I didn't realize that until I started coming back to church on how much I struggled. I noticed at Fort Hill on how many of our kids struggled spiritually. But the question is, what are you doing about it now? Listen, if we, God forbid, if we had a situation here where many of our members came down with COVID... And we had, the elders decided, hey, we cannot put any of our members at risk anymore due to COVID. We have to shut down the doors again until further notice. It's happening. It's happening to all kinds of churches right now. Are you prepared? I mean... Do you have some kind of survival kit if things decided to shut down? We should. We should have something. If we sit there and say that our relationship with God is the most important thing in our life to us, it should be a main priority. You know, growing up and bringing up my kids, I remember when they were little, and I'd bring them to church. I know I'm not the only one, so I can talk to all the parents here. Now, when you brought your kids to church, you brought a diaper bag. And you'd fill that diaper bag with all kinds of stuff. You'd fill it up with goldfish or Cheerios or, or milk or juice, water, whatever it is, a book to read, a, a toy to play with, something to color. But you'd sit there and bring everything that that child needs to prepare him or her to sit through Bible or to sit through worship. Now, if you're a prepper, you sit there and prep for the for the worst case scenario. You sit there and think of you know how long do I have? Am I going to stay in this bunker? 
How long am I going to be here for? But are we prepared if we have to shut down the doors? Listen, we are at war. We are at war with Satan. And last time, when COVID hit, we went to war with nothing. Empty hands. No one to study with. I challenge you. I challenge you, like I want every single Devo to challenge you every week to be prepared. If something happens, there's study books you can buy. There's study Bibles. Get with your family members. I mean, the Stevens could have a giant group and the Leaps could have a giant group. I mean, their families could have a big study group. I mean, they're, they're huge. And everybody's related here, so that's why I figured. The Sullivans could have a big study group, too. I mean, you know, so, I mean... We have opportunities to study within our families. There's, there's a, um, maybe you're struggling in your marriage. There's books, you, there's Christian books that you can buy to help you within your marriage. But have your own Christian bag ready, prepa- ready prepared in case something happens. I mean, when the lights flickered in my house a few minutes ago, First thing I got was a flashlight and a candle so I could see in the dark. Have something ready for your spiritual life. That way you can see in the dark. Be prepared. Help us get our children prepared. Now maybe this evening you need the prayers of the congregation. Maybe something you're struggling with. We'd be more than happy to pray for you. Or maybe you want to become a Christian and be baptized. Everything is ready and prepared. Why don't you come forward as we stand and sing?
Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we, we can gather here today. Lord, we pray that you'll be with those who are sick. We pray that you will continue to bless those who are caring for our sick. We pray that you will be with all those who are suffering from COVID. And Lord, we pray that you will be with those who are caring for them as well. We pray that you will help us to get past this as a country and as, as the world. And Lord, we just thank you for the vaccines that uh, you have given us and through the work of so many, Lord. We just pray that you will continue to uh, touch people's hearts and that we may uh, continue to be safe, Lord. We pray that you will go with us now as we have Bible class. We pray that you will be with all those who are traveling at this time of year and all of our college students who are away from us. We ask that you forgive us when we fall short of your will, and it's through Jesus that we pray. Amen.